What's up, peeps? It's Lex and Stacy, and this is episode 130 of the Threesome Podcast. Hello, Stacy. Hello, Lex. My vulnerable, sweet little Stacy, who called me yesterday when we were supposed to record, and she's like, yeah, listen, uh, this isn't the day. Uh, some stuff has gone down, which I'm totally willing to talk about, but I kind of need a day. I'm like, okay, I know how that is. I have made that phone call myself over the history of this podcast. So I uh, graciously said, yeah, no problem. And uh, you were like, I'll talk about this tomorrow. I'm like, hey, you don't have to. You still don't have to. You can still opt out if you want. But this is a pretty compelling story. That I have... um hidden my whole life and so to talk about it is tremendously weird for me yeah but i think i need to if that makes sense oh yeah i would i would think you've needed to numerous times um should we just get into it should i start it yeah just uh, brief with the backstory just uh no just uh however you want to lay it out i'm just here to uh Put in entertaining comments. <laughs> and I look forward to them. Good. Um, when I was 18, I got pregnant when I was a senior in high school. Um, so, yes, I was one of those girls that was pregnant in high school. But I hid it. And nobody knew. And in July of 1989, I gave birth to a boy whom... I gave up for adoption. Spent time with him in the hospital, held him and everything. So I'm one other time briefly before the adoption went through and everything, never saw him again. So coming up in like a month, he'll be 28 years old. Wow. Three years ago, right at the end of May, and I since, since the internet, um, I have periodically done like little half-hearted searches for him not even really knowing like where to go or what to do but um we had gone through catholic family services and um you know nothing ever came up but i would just periodically through my life well once it did do this (laughs) well three years ago just one of those random things not even really thinking about it i um in google just put in his birth date and then put in Bay City, because he was born in Bay City. Mm-hmm. And very first thing that comes up in search results is this Twitter account. And I had known at the time that they were changing his name to Andrew. Mm-hmm. So this Twitter account, for first thing that shows up on Google, didn't have to scroll or anything. Um, it's this guy named Drew. And there was that moment where my heart kind of did a little flutter sure jesus what are the odds of that you know Mm -hmm. because it had never weirdly enough it never occurred to me that he'd be called true i was always looking for andrew right or andy Um, or whatever yeah i just never drew was never anything that was anything i thought of so i clicked on the the twitter account and it came up excuse me and um then i just sat there and stared at it because the picture um, his profile picture on Twitter um, was a blonde 
version of my dad. And what was that like for you, Stacy? <laughs> wow, there was just like my heart was like racing. I was just like sitting there. I was home alone and I was just staring at my computer and my heart's just like, you know, just. So your heart's racing and you're staring at your computer. Yes. I'm I'm being the 60 minutes person here. This is this is the way they do things. Thank you, Chris Wallace. Yeah. Or whichever Mike Wallace, yeah. he's the dead one. You ever anyway. notice You ever notice they repeat what the person says they interview? <laughs> so, you like your coffee black? I like my coffee black. <laughs> that's a, that's the way a 60 minutes interview goes. You, you have to see John Oliver. <laughs> they 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 piece together like 50 of them and it's like, "Oh my god, they so do that." <laughs> It's probably on YouTube. It was on last week's episode. You have to find it. It's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, I'm staring at this picture, and it's a blonde, my dad. That's, and that's fucked up. Yes, especially since my dad's now been dead. Yeah. For 22 years. You know, it was, it was, there was, there was that weird thing, like both with him. Uh-huh. And then like, I'm like looking at my dad too. So that was just. Yeah. It's like a whole connection bizarro. there that you got to deal with all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I I have this last name because I had met his parents once um, before the adoption and I knew their first names, um, but didn't know their last name or anything. But now I've got this last name and I knew what they had done. He, he was a lawyer. She was a school teacher. So I type in his dad's first name with this last name. And sure enough, his law office has come up in Saginaw. Mm -hmm. So he's been in fucking Saginaw this whole time, which, you know, I worked in Saginaw for all those years. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Probably listened to you on the radio. Well, he would have been young back then, like five. But, yeah. you know, yeah. So he's been like right there this whole time. And so once I saw that, you know, the dad's name jived up with being a lawyer and everything, I I was just like shaking and stuff. And I called my mom. And within 30 seconds, I had completely gone in hyst into hysterics. I was crying, and I was like, you know, I found him. I found him. Yeah, it's intense. So she's trying. She she tried calming me down, and then she went online and um, brought up the Twitter account. And the first thing she said was, oh, my God, that's your dad. <laughs> you know, like, well, no shit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And so, you know, she just kind of talked me through this moment and everything. So... It's been three years now. Um, we have chatted online. We've never even had a phone call. Um, he has kind of have mentioned at times before, like, hey, wouldn't it be nice to meet up? And I've kind of avoided it. Um, I, I I don't even, I can't even. Avoided it for why. him or avoided it for you? For me. Okay. And I can't even really tell you why. Um, I'm just scared. Yeah. To, to be, you know, I guess just stupidly honest, it, I, I can't give you any good reason why. I just no, that's a damn good reason. I, I think. <laughs> I uh, I gotta say, I I would be as well. I I don't want him to. <clears throat> I don't want to see like any disappointment on his face. I guess because you know I did give him to a lawyer and a school teacher, and I am certainly neither one of those things. Um, there's, you know, it's just. I've, I've just kind of put it off. I, I as a son, Stacy, um, 
My mom was pretty accomplished as a registered nurse, but never during my upbringing. She pretty much quit doing that to raise her kids. Uh, I really never looked at her as her occupation or her her uh, achievements or anything like that. It's it's not like that. But you also looked at her as as your her you know she was your mom. He has a mom. I am just a stranger. Well, you're also somebody that's was 10 years younger than he is now uh he's at an age where he's going to understand especially what it's like to be an adult the last 10 years of his life why you did what you did right Uh, and the fact that he got raised loved taken care of uh he may look at you as the most astute kindest smartest person on the planet to put him over yourself so he would have a better life i will admit you know and i've given that thought before because obviously lots of 18 year olds keep their babies um you know a lot of it was selfish i i didn't have the skill set um, I don't want to blame my parents, not at all. Um, I, I was very protected. There's no way, ultimately, if I had kept him, my parents would have raised him and paid for him. Yes. And and, and he'd know, hate your guts by now. Probably. He probably would be, you know, in jail or something. I don't know. Well, he just, I, he I just wouldn't, he wouldn't have a chance. He'd have no identity. He'd have, he'd have, uh, he'd have a very mixed, uh, you know, mixed emotion type upbringing, and yes, it's uh, you and to me, you did the kindest, most humane, and most difficult thing you could do. I hope he looks at it that way because if he doesn't, have him call me and I'll tell him. <laughs> he look, you little I, shit. I would love- I would love to think that, but again, just me personally, like I feel like I did something sort of selfish, but at the same time, convinced myself that yeah, I did the best thing. Which now, as irrational, I'm I'm farther away from obviously all that. Yes, I know that he was given a much better life than I would have been able to give him. Yeah, you know. But then there will be those who'll be like, but you know, he'll always have that feeling of abandonment and stuff, and it's like I don't know. I don't know if he has those feelings. Uh, if I'm he does, ha- if he does have them, um, the they're valid. But you also need to put it to him as I had a choice uh, of not being able to accommodate you and raise you properly, uh, or look at you, or have you look at me as abandoning you. But at least I found the best situation for you and that's where that's different from abandonment 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 uh is you just you don't care how he ends up you just right you know you 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 had a plan b you know and it's uh well no you didn't otherwise this wouldn't have happened (laughs) but uh (laughs) thank you folks but 
can't believe I said that. He's very conservative. He's very Republican. And I'm waiting for that moment one day where I can post on his Facebook page, hey, all of you conservatives, look at me. I'm the godless feminist liberal who didn't have an abortion. Just say, fuck you. But I don't. No. It's a different story right there. <laughs> Don't worry. No. no, because of my, because of my, uh, the, because I did it your way. Nah, never mind. <laughs> Not cool. I won't. I'll be good. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he wants to meet you. It's. Uh, which tells me he has a degree of understanding, you know, of your age and where you are at in your life, uh, that he has a degree of understanding why you did what you did. That pregnancy and, was a very horrible point in my life. And, and hopefully... I alone. I didn't tell anybody what was going on. I, I hated the fact that I was pregnant. I contemplated suicide. Um, I mean, hopefully his really parents... Hopefully his parents, uh, you know, advised him as to your situation and the fact that you didn't have much choice, you know, um, and and spoke kindly about you. It kind of sounds to me like they have. Uh, add to that that you've stayed out of the fold and let them do their job as parents and not muddied up the waters by changing your mind and wanting to legally get back involved and all that stuff. Um, They probably uh, appreciate the fact that you let the process do the best thing it could to bring him through society and they didn't uh, drive a bus over you. Once again, doesn't sound like they did. No, I, I you know, he, he's been very receptive. Yeah. Um, it, it's have, been entirely my thing. What kind of things? What careful. kind? What kind of things have you said to him in the form of being uh, remorseful, sorry, uh, anything like that, or or is it not gone down that road? We haven't gotten too deep. Um, I have explained a little bit, you know, that I was 18. It was right out of high school. Um, honestly, that whole, the whole pregnancy thing is probably a topic for another podcast because yeah. it was awful. But, um, you know, I, I haven't gone too deep. Like, I, and I don't know if I should tell him, you know, that it was like such a dark period in my life. And ultimately, one of the big driving forces why I never had kids of my own. Oh, I think you should tell him that. Well, <laughs> it actually it actually is a it actually is a great validator to me if I'm in his shoes that I have seen that that whole experience kept you from ever settling down and having kids. Right. You know that that uh, you couldn't in good conscience go forward and do that uh in the right way with that loose end sitting out there yeah is that kind of the way you looked at it because that's you and i think a lot about a lot of things and that's kind of how that's kind of how i would look at it like i i didn't do this right the first time why would i do this again yes 
and and I just never felt that I would be good at being a mom. I'm too, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <clears throat> it's just me, but sometimes I, I Some... do. Sometimes I look, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old, people. Um, I sit here and think, wow, who's going to take care of me when I outlive my husband by 20 years? <laughs> you're actually, you're actually a very astute, sensitive person. I think you'd make a great mom. Um, I think you'd raise a pretty rebellious and smart kid, which the world needs more of. Yes. Um, you know, you certainly think young um, and, and have relatability to somebody that's his age that a lot of people your age wouldn't have. Yeah, you know it, it's uh, you know I'm, once again I'm kind of like you. That's that's why even though Lisa's 17 years younger than me, we get along great as a couple because I do better in that arena than people my age. Right. You know I I I don't want to be completely growing up and have to think like an old person. You know I I right. why the fuck should I have to do that before I'm ready to do it? You know it, it's it's uh it, it's really weird. You know it, it's like it just makes sense sometimes. You know you probably would have been a great mom to him if you had the economic resources to be. And, and would have been at a part in your life where you could have had a job and provided for him and all that stuff. That's just what you need to explain to him. This is all, no, a, I know that. This is all about timing. This is all about, you know, me not, be, excuse me, me not being prepared uh, and knowing it is, is why this happened. Yeah. It may be the best decision I ever made in my life. I'm sure it is, honestly. I I do. I've I've never. I've, I don't know. I, I haven't had the guilt that I hear other biological moms have had. You know, I, I never pined for him like a part of me was missing or anything. There, there's only I certainly have wondered. I actually a big fear of mine always was was that someday I was going to find him and then find out. You know, he died when he was 17 in a car accident, and I didn't know. That my, was actually my biggest fear. My biggest fear would be that I handed him off to somebody that was uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing, uh, bad parents, abusive parents. You know, um, someone mentioned that to me once, and and trust me, I've thought about that. Yeah, I, that was something that you know you can't not think about. But but if if you hear it, him, if it was me rationalizing it. It would be no different than him being born into that. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, I don't mean to pass that off. I don't mean to sound callous like that. It's a risk that you have to take. There's no way to know. I couldn't say to them, so do you secretly beat children when no but, one's looking? But if I'm you and I get the, uh, you know, the, the idea that he loves his parents and loved his upbringing, um, you can't do anything, in my opinion, but feel like you did the right thing. That would be music to my ears if I'm you. Right. Well, this is where it kind of gets now to current day. What has happened? <clears throat> and why I needed to have a date. 
calm down. <sighs> what was today? So today's third Wednesday. Yeah. So this would have been Monday. Mm -hmm. Monday, we were kind of chatting on Facebook, he and I. Now, again, we've never met. We've never even talked on the phone. Yeah. He knows what I've, I've done, you know, that I was in radio, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. He is, in fact, a stand-up comedian. He does stand-up. Wow. And um, what are you doing? Uh, I'm uh, I'm shaking up a uh, magic marker so I can write with it. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. It's just in my ears loud. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So we're talking, and he's not had contact with with any of my family. I've I've not I've not encouraged it, but my f whole family now knows. Again, my family didn't know. Like literally, it was my mom and dad. We had kept it from my brother. Um, who was 14 when he was born. Um, oh, he didn't know about it for years and found out and then was really pissed that he wasn't told when it happened. Um, so, like, aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff, they never knew. In the last three years, I've pretty much let the whole family know that this is what happened, and they've seen pictures of him and stuff, know his name and all that kind of thing. Um well, you got to so know where to go get a kidney if you need it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, just trying to lighten things up a little bit. Um, so we're talking, and I this is all on Facebook, and and I say, you know, I give him my mom's name, and I say, you know, this is my mom. If you are interested, you know, she's been afraid to reach out to you. If you're interested please by all means go for it i'm not going to tell her that i told you this so if you, you know there's no pressure if you don't want to do it don't feel now you're letting anyone down you and i are the only people i know that i've mentioned this to right and he's like no i will and then he like literally did right then because about 20 minutes later my mom texts me and says drew is friends with me on facebook and we're we're, we're chatting right now and she's all happy and everything mm -hmm. so i'm sitting there thinking i have done a good thing this is my good deed for the day because my brother has never spawned and i never spawned outside of him this is my mother's only grandchild i have done a good thing so no. an hour later she calls Mm -hmm. And see, this is why I needed, I need to preface this, because this is why I needed the extra day. I was so mad at her. Mm -hmm. And I needed to calm down. And I think I'm much more calm about it, because I didn't want to make my mom a villain in this podcast. That would upset me and hurt me. Because my mom and I have a great relationship, and but, everything is awesome. But let's be clear, she is a villain. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being journalist Lex right now. And it's awfully fun. I mean, this Charlie Rose stuff is fun. So an hour later, she calls. And there is a, a comedy show taking place nearby this Saturday night. And a friend of ours who just recently started doing stand-up is going to be there. This is how my mom even knew about the show going on. So she had mentioned it to True. And they're talking. 
and Drew knows the person who's putting the show on. So he's actually contacting the guy while talking to my mom, and he gets himself added to the show as well. And so my mom calls me now and says to me, I'm going to be meeting Drew Saturday night. Do you want to come? Wow. And I feel that was wildly inappropriate. Little I bit. Haven't, I haven't met him. And I don't know. Little bit, maybe. But at the same time, maybe uh, it's exactly what you needed. Probably. I will fully admit that. I mean, at, at what point were you going to do this if it didn't get done like this? I've known you a long time. You could stretch something like this out another 10 or 15 years easily. I could. Uh-huh. I could really make him work for it. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I totally see that point. I know this. But ultimately, and, and if that was, like, her motivation for doing that, that is still, like, wildly inappropriate manipulation. Is it? Especially for something like this. This isn't like, you know, tricking someone into going to Walmart. I don't know. You haven't seen this stand-up place yet. <laughs> Just kidding. What if his whole act's about you guys? How fucking awesome you know, would that, that be? That is a fear. Well, okay, our friend who was already doing the show... I was chatting with him on Facebook this morning because he's like, so, you know, is this going to happen? Like, you know, so he's going to be there and he's going to witness, you know, mother and daughter, you know, they always hear the stories on Oprah and crap. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen this Saturday night. And he said, and I said, there's going to be a lot of tears at a comedy show. This makes perfect sense, doesn't it? <laughs> and he says, well, I've already got a joke ready to point out that you really aborted the fun <laughs> at a comedy show <laughs> with emotion. I'm like, oh, please, Lou, don't do this. Don't, don't let us be your act. I can't do this. <laughs> so this is like my fear. So we, we've got this going on. I'm, I'm like right now so mad at my mom, but I've calmed down a lot. And in fact, when we're done recording, I'm going to have to go out and have a conversation with her about this. Oh. I'm not looking forward to it. Can you leave the mic on? Uh, no, because oh. I fear it's going to get nasty. Wow. I hope not, but I think it's going to, and I don't want it to be, but I need to make some points. Well, I, um, hope, he, uh, I hope he writes good jokes. I do, too, because it's going to suck if he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not My grandmother's here tonight. Fake it. At least I'm hoping to meet her. <laughs> so yes, I have been <laughs> I have been manipulated and forced now into meeting my child this Saturday night at a comedy show in Michigan. And it was not my planning or doing. And I am really wrestling with anger 
and at the same time now just completely freaking the fuck out. Oh, don't be a pussy. Meet your kid. Oh, I'm going. I'm going. Because, you know, there's that whole, well, your grandmother could come, but your mother couldn't be bothered to, you know, meet you. So I need to. I have to. And I'm, I'm furious that this decision was made for me. Here's what you do. When he uh, brings you up uh, and introduces you to the crowd, pull three test tubes out of your purse and go, do you want to meet your brothers and sisters? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to message him and say, please don't mention us. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh man. Be awesome. Oh my god. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Please. No. Please do that for me. Turn it around on him. He thinks he has the upper hand. He's going to make you feel bad. Pull three test tubes out. Uh, it's like, hey, you want to meet the rest of your family? I did it right with these three. <laughs> oh god well see here's what else is going on because then this is just turning like slowly into a a chaotic molding of of just like wow so much drama going on because my cousin's wife kim who's a very good friend of mine she's coming along for moral support but with lou being there now lou and kim know each other this is actually how i met lou <laughs> lou is at my cousin's house one night and spent all night trying to convince Kim that there is no God and ultimately got himself banned from their house. Oh my God. So Lou's like, Lou's like, well, if Kim's going to be there, make sure she takes a Valium before you guys leave because <laughs> she's going to be around me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So they're going to be trying to kill each other over there. I have to fear that someone's going to pull us up on stage and turn us into like some weird freakish sideshow. All while. God, the jokes you could write if you're him. Oh my God. <sighs> I have to. I have so, where to, to do stand up in front of my mom since she didn't really get to see me stand up the first time? <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a drink. <laughs> that went up my nose. <laughs> I want to write this guy's whole act for him. Please don't. <laughs> Stacy's kid, how's it going on? Oh. oh, God. I need to take notes. I need to remember to contact <laughs> both him and Lou and say, no jokes, please, no. Please don't. Don't tell the other comedians either. Can you imagine? You see me do oh stand up for the first time. And I mean really standing up for the first time. <laughs> yeah, he can walk. <laughs> We're going through all life stages tonight, first time. He can talk, too. <laughs> I was going to middle tonight, but unfortunately, I'm the only kid. <laughs> oh, and then that's another thing. I called my brother and thought, well, since this is happening, 
And see, he's still so pissed off that he was never told about it, that he won't really even acknowledge that he exists. And so I had called my brother that Monday evening to say, guess what your mother did? Do you want to come home for this? And he's like, nope, I don't think it's feasible for me to come home this weekend. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh my so God, what a clusterfuck. It is. It really is turning into like just this huge drama ball. And the thing is, is my family is usually so good. We don't feud. You know, all the cousins love each other. And, and, and I mean, everything is so good. We, we aren't one of those families that fight a lot. And it just seems like right now there's a lot of anger <laughs> roiling below the surface. Like, anybody out there have any kids? I don't have any kids. I have protected sex, but I know some of you out there don't. <laughs> know that for a fact. The only thing that could be better, that yeah. could make this better, is if without telling me, he's also found his father. And he's going to be there soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, not so much. Oh my god. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's what's happening and I've been very honest about it. This is my really dark deep secret and it's weird to talk about it very publicly. Yeah, I bet. Because it has been a huge secrets and, and shameful thing for a long time <clears throat> it's like uh my mom's out here tonight let's have a big hand for her we hooked up on i never again want to see your facebook <laughs> just kidding and then my mom is all like you know God, I'm going to be crying. He looks so much like your father. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> Don't you have no right to say anything right now? Just shut up. You should have thought about that before arranging the meeting of me and my child at a comedy show, Mom. What a weird place <laughs> to see. A restaurant. <laughs> I, I can't believe he's going to go up and do a set before he meets you. That's so awesome. <laughs> I'd be so fucking scared if I were you. Especially if I, I get a hold of him. Please don't. Don't you dare. You can't see my friend. No, don't. Don't. Come on, man. Let me write some jokes for him. No. <laughs> Please, if you even remotely have ever adored me in any way in the last 20 years, please don't. Oh, all right. Oh, I can't. Fine. <laughs> Thank you, Lex. Go ahead and have your soft little moment. <laughs> you know, oh. get away with it scot-free. No bad <laughs> jokes against you or anything. <coughs> oh, my God. Getting married next weekend, and I was hoping my mom would give me away. Again. <laughs> 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 nice. 
time's a charm. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh god it's so uncomfortable <laughs> it is <laughs> gotta tell you you're uh you're handling it great i wasn't yeah Monday night or even so much yesterday that's why i really because again i don't want to make my mom the bad guy i'm gonna have to go talk to her and figure out what the fuck she was thinking I know she wasn't thinking. I know she didn't do it maliciously. But this isn't her thing. This is my thing. And it makes me mad that I was forced into this. It does. Well, keep in mind all she did for you to help you process this, though, back in the day. There was nothing. We never spoke of it again. Yeah, there's a good reason for that. <laughs> It's not something you talk about over cornflakes after it's done. Well, so what do you think your kid's doing today? <laughs> he I could be I anywhere. <laughs> I, I kind of, you know, thought maybe a little, I, I think that a little talking about it is healthy. Yeah. And there wasn't so much. We just pretended it didn't happen. What else are you going to do? Something about that sounds kind of humane and normal. You think so? I'm yes. I'm complaining. I mean, yes, I do. Here I am, 46 and childless, so I'm sure it all worked out well. No, you were 46 and childless. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because see, I'm just I'm just an egg donor. He has a mom and dad. Yes. They're the ones who went through all the shit, the good stuff and the bad stuff. They're the ones who worried about him, that loved him, that clothed him, that paid for him. I didn't. I just donated an egg. You should say, I'm here because you've missed 28 Mother's Days. <laughs> You little fucker. <laughs> you little piece of shit. <laughs> These are jokes, people. <laughs> Listen, you didn't want me. I would have told you at six Santa Claus isn't real. He's aware of this podcast. I'm really wondering if he's going to hear this episode. I might just hand it to him, like put it on, on, you know, memory stick or something and say, here, this explains a lot. Put it, Do this. We don't actually have do to this. talk. You just listen to this. Put it on a cassette and told him that if we would have made this back when you were born, this is what it would have been on. <laughs> With Cinderella playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's fool nobody's fool <laughs> you have all the in inappropriate 80s songs cause he was wanted 
Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Maybe I should. Maybe I should put together a <laughs> biological mother mixed in. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> oh my god. I hope this I hope this properly conveys to you my feelings. <laughs> Somebody get me a doctor. Somebody get me a doctor. <laughs> you and of, and of course this wouldn't a be a good mixtape if there wasn't a song from the babies. I was 17. <laughs> okay, maybe not. I was 17 when he was conceived. Bruce Winger. <laughs> Winger. So that's it. That's my story. Yeah, it's intense. I got the fire down below. I am going to be Got to throw some Bob Seger in there, being Michigan and everything. <laughs> well, that means there would be Ted Nugent, too. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. The reason you're here is because I had Cat's Catch Fever. <laughs> Cat's Catch Fever. No, 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 no. Or. I can make a with a stroke of my yeah. hand. It's because of that wang dang sweet poo tang. Wow. Oh, dun, 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 dun. It's no pussy! <laughs> <laughs> I've told you this story. Yes, I have. Uh, yeah. Playing that like drive time, 5 o'clock in Z93 in Saginaw. I'm like, oh, I'll play the live version. But <laughs> it's like. You'll like this tape. This is back when Ted Nugent was cool for me. You were friends with me on Facebook. You need to look at that. Did you ever see that picture? I just posted it like a couple weeks ago. Of me with Ted Nugent. I did see it, yes. Oh, he's such a scruffy We, we had no guy. idea what a fanatic was he was, you know, at the time. Oh, I know. He didn't get political until like 10 years ago. Before that, he was just, you know. Just Uncle Tedley Von Nugentberger, yeah, as he, he liked to refer to himself yeah, on he, air. He was like fucking awesome, and then he like turned into this just zealot fanatic weird asshole. Well, it was starting there in the '90s because I remember him being on the air at Z93 before a show, and he was talking about how wrong it was that one man would want to do another man in the butt. And I just wanted so desperately to say, but I betcha you would not be the first person to turn down two women scissoring in front of you. But it's gross when guys do it. And my PD told me, no, please do not say that to I, him. I, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you do. Yeah, yeah not, not, not from a religious standpoint or anything like that. I just don't want to say it. 
Well, no. You know, you know if you I want to do it, see a if you lot want... of hetero people doing it. You yeah, know. if you want to do it on your own time, that's cool. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to think different of you, but yeah, not in front of me, dudes. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> so anyway. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what. Um, you've certainly been cool about this. Well, thanks. Yeah, you know, which is. Uh, you know, I'm sure you have all kinds of emotions running through you. Oh, Thank God I'm... it's just emotions this time. <laughs> Instead of hot, and not some guy stuff. Yeah. Junk. You know, um, don't beat yourself up too bad. You made a mistake when you were very young. And this is God's way of not letting you forget it. Yay, Pat yeah. Robertson's God. Thank you, God. <laughs> Nashville pussy! <laughs> and God! Guns! Yeah, Republicans. listen. <laughs> Everything's going to be cool, Stacy. I, I get the feeling this kid's totally cool. He has to be if he's a comedian. He, he has... See, someone pointed out, yeah. and I know they were actually trying to be helpful, but most comedians are comedians because they're masking great pain. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. I do, unfortunately. <laughs> so here's hoping he's not good at it. Because then he must be in a lot of pain. Well... I'm not good at it, and I wrote some damn good jokes. I can't imagine if he's good at it what you're going to get. <laughs> this is me scurrying off to open up Facebook and start sending messages now, please. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to leave it alone after this. This is your cross to bear. My cross-eyed bear. You know, it's, uh, I mean, listen. A lot of goods come out of this. Well, I hope it's at least a somewhat listenable and enjoyable podcast for other people who... You kidding me? This is gold. <laughs> this is this is real shit right here. This is like... This is life, man. Yeah. If you can't listen to this, then you're, uh, you're just dead between the ears. This is compelling stuff. I mean, I, I can just feel the range of emotions you have about this. I have tried really hard not to cry. Yeah. Because I won't give you the satisfaction. <laughs> it's okay. I know you're it's crying inside, and that's good enough before. for me. <laughs> I am. I know you're sorry. dealing with large amounts of pain, and I'm getting off on that. It's all, no worries. As long as you're getting off. Oh, God. Orgasmically getting off on it, knowing how much pain you're in right now. I'll never forget this. Lex is a passive aggressive sadist. When I'm eighty when I'm eighty five and I need an erection for that other eighty five year old in the nursing home, this is the kind of shit I'll think about. Oh god, she was in pain. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Nice. Woo The slide whistle up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just kidding. There's no slide whistle. I have deep empathy for you. 
and sympathy. I do. I, I do. Really do. I know you do, actually. And you were very cool yesterday. Yeah. Because I explained this very briefly. Because Alex is like, he's like, you know, this is kind of shitty as a friend. But from a showbiz standpoint, you can't tell me too much right now because I need to be fresh tomorrow. <laughs> this was a real conversation. Yep. This was me pouring my heart out to Lex. Yeah. And this was me going, stop! <laughs> Do you want extra downloads or not? All right. So there you go. Stacy, uh, nice luck, folks. Nice job. Good luck with all this. I can't wait to hear part two of the podcast where you let us know how it goes. Yes. I hope you're not wearing an orange jumpsuit and your mom's uh, not alive anymore for that next one. (sighs) But contain yourself. Within minutes. Contain yourself. She uh, was coming from a good place. I know that. I know that. She just wasn't thinking. Yeah, I don't feel that way. (laughs) If she's your mother and she has any of the same parts in her that you have, which she does, I feel this is maniacally and diabolically dialed up for this to finally happen because you don't have the guts to do it yourself. She's the one who am threw I, me under the Am I wrong? <laughs> no, but that possibility called, is there. You guys called her that one time on air um at the, the when she's a school teacher the teacher's lounge. Mm-hmm. And you were asking her about my breasts. And then of course, much to my horror, you asked her about her breasts. And my mother sweetly says, My breasts are perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. School teacher in the teacher's lounge. Oh, my breasts are perfect. And you remember what I said? I don't, because I was horrified that she, that you were even had her on the air. I went, I went, mmm. <laughs> and that's what's been giving him erections for the last 15 years. Yeah, I made it as creepy as possible. My mother's titties. Yep. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind they're yummy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. God. All right. <laughs> we better go before this gets any creepier. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you yummy. next time on <laughs> Threesome Podcast number 131. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was younger at the time. Sorry, I wasn't in control. Wasn't in control of my faculties like I am now, allegedly. Yes. <laughs> so, till next time, au revoir. Bye.